This episode is brought to you by my free guide all about how to launch a membership business. So whether you want to add more recurring revenue to your current business or launch a brand new venture that turns what you know, do, and love into a thriving membership, I want you to head to the show notes right now and download my absolutely free membership guide. Inside, you'll find tips on how to get started. You'll find the different types of membership businesses out there. And I'm even going to pull back the curtain a little bit and share what I do to grow my membership business. Head to the show notes right now and download my free membership business guide. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. Hello, Playmakers. So in episodes 34 and 35, I talked about why your business needs a manager or a team lead and also how to afford, find, and hire a great fit for your business. Then in episode 49, I shared how to alleviate some of those mindset blocks that prevent us control freak business owners from being able to ask for help through therapy. In this episode, I want to extend on that conversation a bit and talk about what to do when you have indeed accepted help and hired a manager or a team lead, but are struggling to actually delegate and let go. I know how easy it is to go about your day saying things like, oh, this little task, it only takes me five minutes. And honestly, it would take me way longer and be way too hard to train someone else to do it the exact same way that I do. But here's the thing. I bet you say that about a hundred times a week, at least, if I'm being super conservative, if you had to count. And boom, before you know it, all those little five-minute tasks add up to 8, 12, 20 hours of your week just poof, gone. So before I share my tip for today, I also wanted to call your attention to the show notes because I linked some of the episodes that will help you come up with standard operating procedures and delegate these responsibilities. That's not quite what today's episode is about, but it's going to help you if you're struggling to delegate responsibilities to a staff member or a manager. For today's tip, I want to share a story first, and it's funny because this is a true story and a conversation that I just had with an owner inside of Playmaker Society, but it might as well have been me. It was literally like I was talking to a past version of myself back when I was in the thick of it with day-to-day ownership and operation because I went through this exact same issue, and if she and I both have... I bet you have, or you will someday as well. So what happened is, long story short, one of her team leads requested a meeting. And cue the instant panic, right? It's hard enough to find and retain regular team members these days, let alone managers or team leads. So her mind was probably racing. Like, is she going to quit? Did something happen? Is there a dispute among team members? What the heck am I about to walk into in this meeting? And let me be the first to tell you, this feeling of dread is all too familiar to me. 
So fast forward to the end and to skip all the details, I actually want to share what happened with me and my former manager because it was pretty much the exact same scenario. So back when my former manager called that exact same meeting that, like I said, I know all too well, I walked into the situation terrified and with my stomach all tied up in knots. But here's the thing. She wasn't feeling overworked. She wasn't feeling burnt out. There wasn't any rift going on between our team members. She wasn't even feeling undervalued. She was actually feeling underutilized, which is shocking, right? But the situation is so common. When we hire our managers and our team leads, we try and find someone with creativity and passion and vision for our business and skills that will help enhance that. Someone who has skills that complement our own. So for example, I am very business-minded and number savvy, but I'm not necessarily very creative when it comes to coming up with activities. So when I was seeking out a manager, I made sure that I found somebody that was super creative and was able to really take those things and do them even better than I could have. But the problem that many of us face, especially the ones who are control freaks like me, is that we as owners don't empower them to use those traits and skills that we hired them for. We say that we'll be able to that they will be able to assist in things like business development and marketing strategy and finding new revenue opportunities in the hiring process. We might even have it listed under job responsibilities. But putting that into practice, that is where most of us fall short and that's what this episode is all about today. Many of us owners are so far deep with our heads underwater, barely scraping by every single day, that we can't see that we not only have a life raft waiting for us, we have a luxury 40-foot yacht just waiting to rescue us and pull us right above that water. But it's okay if this sounds all too familiar to you as well. It's super common and I'm going to give you some tips that I have learned along the way to help remedy this, to prevent you from having that same meeting that so many of us owners have. All right, my first tip is to actually empower them with tasks. So if you didn't list out specific job responsibilities when you were hiring your manager, sit down and make a list and make sure that you're empowering them with tasks that are relevant to their skill set. So like I said, if they're super creative and they love social media and Maybe they're good in graphic design, or even if they're just creative, they can pretty much figure out how to use a simple software like Canva without too much of a learning curve. So if they're super creative, empower them with marketing strategy or execution. Teach them how to post for your brand on social media or on Instagram or on stories. Teach them how to create reels. And again, Going back all the way to the episode about standard operating procedures, it was episode 11. You don't have to just say, here, create some reels, and that's their task. You can create these standard operating procedures, give them instructions and a schedule, but you really want to make sure that, again, it complements their skills and it is a good match. If somebody is very creative-minded, don't give them a ton of spreadsheets with data to interpret. That's not going to be a good use of their time, and it's probably going to take them a lot longer, and you're not going to get better results. So again, sit down and make a list of things that will help grow your business or things that you're already doing that are good opportunities for a delegation, 
And again, create these standard operating procedures that I outlined in episode 11 and involve them in the process. So if it's something that they're already doing, but without much structure around it, say, hey, how do you currently create reels? How about we sit down and document this together and create a little how-to training tutorial tutorial video so that you can go ahead and execute this, but also so that you can train other team members to do it. Or if that manager does get up and quit someday, you'll at least have their standard operating procedures documented so that you can then easily train the next manager to go ahead and pick up where they left off. And I like video best for training tutorials, but a nice outline Google Doc is also a great complement to that video training, just so all of the steps on how to execute these tasks are listed step by step by step in black and white, so there is no guesswork and there is no gray area. They know exactly what they need to do, how they need to do it, and when they need to do it. And like I said, involve them in this process. Ask them if they have a better way to do things. Share with them your first standard operating procedure outline and say, hey, how does this look? Do you have any suggestions? Do you have any ideas? Involving them in this process is going to make them feel really valued and heard and will just further move to empower them to actually make a difference in your business with these tasks. And something that I also like to say when I'm talking about delegating tasks is to give them a variety. So yes, if someone is creative-minded, you want to be sure to tap into that as much as possible. But you also can't expect them to use that creative side of their brain every single minute they're on the clock. So you might have to mix in, you know, those more menial admin related tasks like answering emails, following up with party clients, calling vendors, placing orders, taking care of shrink, things like that. So make sure that you're giving them a variety so that they have a little bit of dynamic nature in their day and they don't get bored. And again, they're not going to burn out that creative energy that is so powerful and is such a good resource to us. My next tip is to have a way to measure success. So if you're empowering them to post on Instagram and share stories and reels and things like that, set goals. Say, hey, by this day, let's say in three months, I would like to grow by a thousand followers or I would like to see a thousand accounts engaged. So in a previous YouTube video, I shared how to find how many of your Instagram followers are actually engaged with their content, right? How many people are liking, how many people are interacting with stories, how many people are clicking the links in the bio, things like that. So you can set measurable goals and again, ways to measure success around growth in followers, growth in engagement, growth in sales. So let's say they are rewriting your script for people to book birthday parties. If based on their experience, you there's a better way to kind of get people over that decision-making fence And they're saying, hey, I have a really great idea for how we book birthday parties. What if we approached it this way instead? Or maybe it's around memberships, or maybe they have a great strategy to implement a cafe drink of the day, and they think it's going to boost sales. Set measurable goals so that they don't just come to you and say, hey, it increased sales, or, you know, hey, I I think it's working. I'm not really sure. Set measurable goals that you can point to and say, hey, Is this working? Is this not working? How can we pivot? And make sure that they're actually attainable, right? Because we want to keep morale high and we want to keep our managers and team leads motivated. So what I like to do around setting goals is I like to set my safe goal, my big goal, and then my biggest goal. So sometimes people refer to that like biggest goal as 
a scary, audacious, big, carry, crazy goal, something that is kind of like beyond your wildest dreams. I like to set those goals in three levels so that we can say, okay, we hit the safe goal. That was pretty much expected, but it's still going to give them that feeling of satisfaction of reaching their goal, but it also keeps their sights higher than that, right? It kind of sets the stars as the limit. The sky is the limit. So I like to set my goals for either sales, followers, engagement, anything like that, any way you're using to measure success. I like to set my goals in three different levels. My next tip is to have scheduled check-ins. So I like to do these bi-weekly, even if you're measuring your success in quarter or things like that. So let's say you decide to empower your manager to increase cafe sales, let's say, as an example. If you say, hey, yes, I love your idea to have a drink of the day. If you think that you can increase cafe sales by 10% within the next quarter, so let's say the next three months, that doesn't mean that the next time you have to check in and see how they're doing is three months from now. I like to have weekly or bi-weekly check-ins with my manager to see how they're progressing towards their goal because a lot of times we kind of set this goal, we empower them with this task, and we kind of set it and forget it. And that is one of the biggest mistakes that owners make because let's say three months from now you go to check in on that goal and they're nowhere even close. It's going to be really hard to kind of figure out what went wrong along the way because it's been so long since you set the goal and they've likely tried so many different things that they can't really go back and pinpoint like, okay, this worked, this didn't work. So I highly recommend, even if you're setting goals in terms of months or quarters, that you have scheduled check-ins that are on their calendar that they can see and that they can work towards. It's going to keep them a lot more organized. They're going to take better notes if they know that they have a meeting coming up with you as the owner. So again, schedule weekly or bi-weekly check-ins to see how they're progressing towards these measurable goals so that you can easily kind of quash any problems or help them pivot if they need to, if something isn't working, or so you can congratulate them if they're progressing really nicely towards their goal, right? You want to make sure that you are giving them this encouragement and this positive affirmation more than just when they reach their goal, right? You want to give them little pats on the back along the way if they're progressing towards their goal, and you want to make sure you're giving them help if they're not progressing towards their goal. My next tip is to provide incentives. So there are really three categories of incentives. You can give them a title to work towards. So for example, if they're just a regular team member, but you want to give them the promotion to a team leader or a manager, you can give them this, again, title incentive. So say, hey, if you reach this goal, this goal, and this goal by this date, you will be promoted to team lead or you will be promoted from team lead to manager, right? You can give them an incentive in the form of a title that comes with different responsibilities, more flexibility, more hours, things like that. The next type of incentive is a bonus. So if they reach their goal, they get a cash bonus. Now, a lot of people like to do gift cards and things like that. I think that is on the way out. I think that especially the younger employees are really looking for bonuses in the form of an extra paycheck, in the form of cash. So again, you want to make sure to do a cost-benefit analysis of this and say, okay, if they increase my Instagram followers by 1,000, how does that translate to sales? Is it worth it to me to give them a $200 bonus if they reach this goal? Is it worth it to give a $50 bonus, right? You have to look at your numbers and what them reaching their goal means for your business in terms of sales 
and come up with a bonus that makes sense and is proportionate to, again, the goal that they're achieving. If their goal is to raise sales by $5,000 in one month, then sure, $250 is a no-brainer incentive, right? Because they're providing so much more to your bottom line. So again, do that little cost-benefit analysis if you want to give them a bonus. The next type of incentive is more in the form of a raise. So this is something that is tacked onto every single hour they work in a recurring form. So again, you want to do the cost-benefit analysis and make sure that the extra value that they're adding to your business is worth this raise. And again, give them clear, specific goals. So if you reach this goal and make it specific and measurable, make sure you give them a date to reach it by so that they have a date to look forward to. And then again, make sure you check in with them along the way and make sure that make sure that you tell them exactly what that raise will be so that the expectations are completely clear. Because the only thing that is more common than managers feeling underutilized or feeling like the owner is hoarding all of this knowledge and responsibilities is that they feel like there's no communication or not enough communication or not enough transparency. So Make sure that if you're implementing the structure to be completely transparent and to be completely honest and communicate as much as possible. All right, my last tip is to let them dream. So if they have a creative mind, let them come up with new ideas. Let them come to you with suggestions and ways to improve and ways to grow your business. Now, my biggest tip here, and if you take one thing away from this episode, let it be this. A lot of your team members are probably sitting on really amazing ideas right now that could add thousands and thousands of dollars to your bottom line. However, one big mistake that you're probably making is that you haven't provided them with a structure to bring forth these ideas to you. So what I recommend, and I'm actually going to provide a template for this for all of my Playmaker Society members. So if you're not in Playmaker Society, feel free to check out the show notes for all of that program information and links to join. But I'm going to give you guys in Playmaker Society a template to do this because that's how important I think it is. You need to give your team members, not just your managers, but also all of your team members, a specific structure in which to bring their ideas to you. So have them fill out a form. Have them say, okay, this is my idea. And then have a next section say, this is why I think this will grow the business. Then have another section that says, this is the impact that I think you will see in the business. Maybe it's in terms of sales. Maybe it's in terms of customer satisfaction. But give them a place to really outline and structure their idea so that they feel a lot more confident and a lot more comfortable to actually bring this idea to you. Because like I said, they're probably sitting on all of these brilliant ideas right now. They just don't want to feel like they're stepping on your toes or they don't know, you know, you probably said like, hey, come to me if you have any ideas. But unless you provide this structure, they're likely never going to do it. And you can also, again, put a date behind this. Say, hey, once a month, I want to sit down one-on-one with all of you guys and go over your ideas. And again, make these sheets readily available. Put them in a drawer, put them right next to your register so that they are readily available so that Anytime a brilliant idea pops into their mind and they have a light bulb moment, they can immediately write it down before it goes away, which again, I'm sure you can relate to this. So again, give them a structure to let them dream and give them a specific way to bring their ideas to you. I know it can be difficult to trust our business and our customers with anyone other than ourselves, but 
I promise you, once you do, your brain will be so free to dream again and think creatively. You will be amazed. And that is where real business growth and transformation comes from, from innovation and new ideas and giving yourself permission to try new things. But you'll never reach that point if you don't loosen your white knuckle grip that you have on your business just a little bit, my friend and fellow playmaker. All right, so your play of the day today is to set a meeting with your manager and be proactive about this. And if you don't have a manager, set a meeting with your team and say, hey, I notice that this is really common among business leaders, and I just want to apologize if I am guilty of this and get their perspective. And like I said, be proactive about it. That's the most important thing. Don't wait for them to come to you with this sort of grievance or feeling like they're being underutilized. So that's your play of the day to set a meeting and start implementing all of these tips once you get their feedback. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today, Playmakers. I appreciate it so much. The best way that you can show support for me or for the show is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. All right. Complete your play of the day and I will see you right back here tomorrow.